Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. This week we have been talking about guilt and shame and how we are instructed by and shown in the scripture how we deal with that, how God has dealt with our own guilt and our shame through the sacrifice of Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're looking at passages of scripture right now that are pointing to the fact that God has washed away. We've been cleansed. We have been sprinkled. We have been purified by the word of God, by the gospel of Christ, by the work of the spirit within us, cleansing us and making us a brand new creation. So we're going to get back into this message now. How can I deal with guilt and shame? The washing regeneration. You remember we talked about several weeks back about us becoming a new creation. That spirit within us that was dead toward God, that was in rebellion against God, that was in a state of sin toward God. The moment faith came, there is something that transpired and had transpired in us. God did something supernatural to that spirit part of us. He washed it. He cleansed it. He purified it, made it brand new. Why? So he could take up residence there. So he could live there. His temple was purified in order for him to dwell in it. A washing, a cleansing. The guilt was dealt with, but also the shame associated with the guilt. Then go a few more letters over to 1 Peter. In the very first chapter of 1 Peter. Peter, in introducing this letter to the brothers and sisters who were in exile. 1 Peter 1, 1 and 2. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who reside as aliens or exiles scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who are chosen or elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. By the sanctifying work of the Spirit to the obedience of Jesus Christ and the sprinkling of his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Paul said, or Peter says, God foreknew you. He set his love on you. That's what he's saying. I'm, like a man knows his wife. He set his love upon you. By the foreknowledge of God the Father and then the sanctifying work of the Spirit. The Spirit did something to set you apart. We know that Paul says that that setting apart was the washing of regeneration. So that you could be a dwelling place. And it led to you obeying the gospel and saying yes to Jesus. And dealing with your guilt. Sprinkling of the blood. Picture, remember, on Yom Kippur, what did the high priest go in and do in the Holy of Holies over the mercy seat? He sprinkled the blood to deal with the guilt of the people. So the guilt and the shame have been dealt with. And then go a couple of other letters over there to 1 John, the one we all know. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Remove the guilt. 
And then to do what? To cleanse us from how much unrighteousness? All unrighteousness. Now, again, when John writes this, have you confessed your sins? Have I? Con I sure did. I came before God as a nine-year-old boy and I acknowledged my sins. And when I did that and I said, God, I am a sinner and I need you to save me. You know what he did? He was faithful and just to forgive me of my sins, all of them from the beginning to the end. And to cleanse me at that moment from all unrighteousness and to remain in a state of being clean before him until the day I die. And when I sin now, I'm not going to him to get forgiveness. I'm not going to him to get cleansing so much as it is as it is. I am acknowledging the fact of a work that's already done for me and thanking him for it. And when I acknowledge my wrong and I say, yes, I agree with you, God, I have sinned. There is a fresh experience. There is a fresh experience in my heart of a reality that's always been mine of that forgiveness and that cleansing. And it feels good, doesn't it? But again, the tragedy of so many people in the body of Christ remain bound by shame. And not just guilt, even after dealing with their sin and hearing that God has removed their guilt. You see, people who experience shame usually try to hide the things that they feel ashamed of. And when shame is chronic in a person's life, it can cause you to sense and feel that there's something wrong with me. There's something inherently wrong. I'm fundamentally flawed. Now, granted, apart from grace... And apart from the work of salvation in our hearts, yes, we are flawed. The Bible says we're dead in our trespasses and sins. That's pretty flawed. But once we've received the life of Christ, once we've received forgiveness and cleansing, we're not flawed before God in the sense of our spirit. And yes, we're still broken people. And yes, we're still growing in the experience of our becoming Christ-like. And certainly we're not perfect in our walk every day. But fundamentally before God, reality is God sees you. God sees me as in Christ. And we are there as righteous as Jesus, as holy as Jesus, as clean as his son. But we have a hard time believing that because of the whispers of guilt and shame in our ear that sometimes we pay more attention to than the reality of what God has done in Christ to take care of our guilt and our shame. Rather than listening to him. See, there's a cycle that shame has in a person's life all of us every human being on this planet want to be loved we all want to be accepted we all do that is inherent god built that into us that desire for love and acceptance and of course he built it into us to only truly be found in relationship with him that's where it was to be found at all along not in other people not in other things we all long to be loved and accepted it's built into our dna we don't get it because many times it's withheld when we fail. Or the people that I need 
to give it to me don't have it to give. Sometimes that's a mother or a father or a friend, sister or a brother. Or the people that I need to give it to me or I'm longing for from to get it from them. They're addicted to other things. Or maybe I become abused. Or I feel abandoned. And I'm not receiving that real, genuine love and acceptance that my heart needs. And as a result of that, because I don't get it, I feel, I feel flawed. Something wrong with me. That's why I, I don't get it. That's why they don't love me. That's why they don't accept me. There's something wrong with me. It's my fault. Something fundamentally wrong on, on, on my end. And I start to feel that I'm ashamed. And so because of my shame, I hide. Because of my shame, I hide. And there's a lot of us today that just like Adam and Eve, we're hiding, hiding in the midst of some sort of bush that we think we find identity and security in. Not just hiding from other people, even from ourselves, but more importantly, we think we're hiding from God. Well, I hope you have a great weekend. And when we get back together on Monday, Lord willing, we will continue talking about the sacrifice of Jesus and how his work deals with our guilt and our shame. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace.